and then we see something in the trees shake. Who do you think that was? Do you remember that? No. There's like someone in the bushes, it felt like. Oh, it was probably um that one dude that was jealous of him. Oh, you're right. Okay. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, because he said that, oh yeah, I always go over there and he he had like the most pettiest pranks to <laughs> because of how jealous he was. <laughs> There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Discuss and Discuss podcast. Today we are finishing up Beef, a Netflix show with Asian Americans. I am Kevin. And I'm Derek. And uh, yeah, what'd you think of the show? I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if A24 has done many other TV shows. I don't think, I don't think so. So, right? so this being their one of their first ones, let's just say one of their first ones. Amazing. <laughs> Really Dude, is. yeah. Um, I feel like Netflix kind of restricted some things for the full A24 effect. I think the ending was kind of bombastic. <laughs> and In a good way or a bad way? When you say bombastic. I think it was entertaining, but it wasn't true to form of A24. Mm -hmm. I think I have an alternate ending that we can get into later. Okay. I'm ready to hear it later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's i like the show because the premise is giving into this like primal rage and danny again almost hits amy in the parking lot after he's trying to return these hibachi grills or whatever and they go on this super long journey of essentially like revenge yeah after one another and it's so interesting to see these tragic characters essentially try to live very different lives but trying to almost achieve the same thing mm -hmm. but right now you know like again they're just letting their rage fill their drive yeah and it's it just spirals out really really quickly like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and i love it <laughs> it's so funny because i'm trying to think back to like the many times that like I'm backing out of like the King Supers or something like that. And then it's like, oh shoot, there's a prison there. But I'm not like honking or anything. He's just like, good thing I caught it. And there's like that quick moment of panic in your chest or my chest. And like, oh dang, thank God. Like I stopped. Well, we'll take in a different experience. When was the last time you truly was like, like you were filled with rage? Not just anger, but like rage. Rage. You just wanted to go off and did mm. like three years ago three four years ago huh? but it wasn't because of road rage <laughs> yeah right, right but yeah yeah i guess i could be blinded by hmm to take it that far you're saying like almost you know i don't think anyone that would take it that far at least us you know we've seen videos <laughs> in real life but <laughs> Let's just say you're close, like, you know, yeah, almost there. Okay, okay. Or maybe just like an experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I felt rage before. Easy peasy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Oh, man, the crazy practical side of me is is like, yeah, but I don't want to chase someone down in my car because then, of I'd course, have, yeah. like, I don't have the budget to, like, <laughs> fix my car. Yeah. 
I think that's the crazy thing about Danny. Like, he's uh, he's trying to like hustle for money, but he gives into his rage so hard that like he makes it harder for for himself to kind of pick himself back up. Mm -hmm. So that constant self sabotaging that he does to himself is just like, dang, dude, come on, yeah, chill. I think one of the times I can remember where I like was so filled with rage is uh, back in high school. Uh, obviously not the most recent time, but <laughs> one of the most times I, I just remember being filled with rage was uh, when my girlfriend at the time told me she cheated on me. Oh, damn. Yeah. I remember being in my basement and then bawling on my fist, going like towards like our um, the back room or whatever, and just like punching the door frame yeah dang yeah that was like the first time i was like all right you gotta get out and like i don't know bawled my eyes out. i even had to call my sister because i couldn't move like i was like so angry and hurt that i was just like were you shaking dude i I think i couldn't move like i i almost went into fetal position outside the door after i walked her out or whatever and then i just like broke down for the most part and i was just like telling my sister is like yeah i i can't move right now whatever that mad and hurt well i was just like dude this is an awful awful feeling yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that that's rem reminding me of uh my rage is like my roommate and it was like this betrayal mm. and when i was like expressing to him how i felt he's and i was like breathing heavy and i was like my vision was kind of like shaky oh yeah and then i was my breath was like I don't even know how to explain the breath. Mm -hmm. You can hear it. You can yeah. feel it type of thing. Yeah. And I was trying to like contain my breath, but I couldn't. It was just like breathing this deep, deep breath. And then he had the audacity to be like, uh, do you need a moment? You look upset. And I was just like, <laughs> and it was only like fueling my rage, but I didn't indulge in it, mm. but I was picturing <laughs> I was I was imagining dragging his face across the pavement Ooh. and then like wiping the skin off onto the pavement. Nice. That, I love the imagery. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I would have went to jail, but yeah. So I think this is it's nice being able to watch someone on screen kind of take it as far as like we want to in real life. Like Danny and Amy spiral into this thing like you mentioned before into like this self-destructive journey yeah. to kind of bottle up their insecurities and then focus all their energy into this hatred for someone else and so you know like uh we finished the the season like earlier this week and what a journey because yeah, yeah. <laughs> the amount of times they try to go you know uh get revenge on each other is pretty nuts uh amy goes so far as to like try to catfish danny but then ends up catfishing his brother yeah and then building a relationship with him was like a crazy different thing and uh i don't know it's just nice to kind of see i guess like this play this rage play out nice not in the way that like oh yeah like this is exactly how it should have gone whatever but more so like oh wow so that's what it feels like to indulge well yeah it was it's entertaining to see someone completely make the wrong choice and, and like dig <laughs> yeah. the hole deeper. And that's why I think the ending should have been, it was too tame for me. It, it should have been mm -hmm. like a little bit different, which we can dive into after mm -hmm. we finish the, these points. <laughs> it's just like, 
crazy <laughs> because they are taking out all of this anger on one another and they're it's almost like they're looking for an excuse to actually indulge in that range absolutely so like amy she's struggling to be happy even though she has everything the the money the hot husband and a daughter but she can't be like all right i'm good <laughs> yeah and the husband again loves her yeah unconditionally for the most part <laughs> oh, for the I, most, yeah mm, uh, i won't say unconditionally but loves her and you know, will do anything for her for her kid and we find out that amy is a product of her environment she grew up in a very tough household with not a lot of love from her dad you know her dad didn't want her in the first place and uh she saw her dad cheat on her mother and then her mother not care essentially just like yeah we're gonna push past it and so she just doesn't know what true love is and then when she receives it she pushes it away and you know she does ultimately you know hurt her husband really bad too we also like it, it's very interesting because we also kind of have the suggestion that george right that's the husband mm -hmm. <laughs> cheated on her but then it's more like he admits it is just all emotional yeah it's just emotional physical. yeah cheating should we count that as cheating yeah oh for sure okay yeah. yeah like i think emotional cheating is still cheating it's up to you and your significant other though just to kind of rekindle yeah or... but to measure how drastic it is oh, okay when you emotionally cheat on someone like i think physically cheating it's easier to pinpoint a let's just let's just call it a quantifiable um trait to it you know like again if someone physically cheats on you your emotion level is going to be at like a 10 a 9 whatever it is if someone emotionally cheats on you normally it's a little bit more tame and i'm not saying it's any better but it's more like a a 7 or 8 you know yeah, you, you can't, like, physically see it. So right. you're kind of just, like, trying to gauge it in your mind, like, how upset should I be? Mm -hmm. Or how jealous should I be? Exactly. And, like, emotionally cheating is, is a lot more difficult. Maybe the emotion time. is super high, but you're confused because just because you don't know how to pinpoint mm -hmm. the thermometer. <laughs> it's so much more different when, like, physicality is put into the picture, into the, into the formula. Yeah. Versus emotion. The emotion is like, oh, man, like, I can understand how you feel you know a lot of times like i don't understand why you would physically cheat on me yeah so maybe maybe amy struggles to love herself or mm -hmm. is it just happy or probably all, all the, the above. above yeah yeah she needs danger you know like we see that and again she tried to she gets off on having the gun near her like she likes the danger she likes something that is more catastrophic i guess i'm feeling you know like brings a little bit of destruction into the fold you know like shoot i get it it's exciting but like <laughs> <laughs> yeah it shows a, a piece of her psyche to be like you know she can't have anything vanilla <laughs> yeah like she said yeah i don't amy's weird <laughs> to have everything and not be happy <clears throat> to not love herself mm -hmm. maybe she she like indulges in danger because it's like no matter what i do it doesn't matter because i'm not loved mm -hmm. 
or yeah. something like that. It's, it's It also feels like she's doing it for attention. Yeah. But not so much that George will focus on her. But, you know, when Danny's brother, I'm forgetting his name, added Paul? up to you. Yeah, Paul. Like, when he finally focuses on her, she, like, loves it. Mm-hmm. She, you know, calls him up, you know, even though she's catfishing him and stuff like that. And then, and then Paul finds out that Amy is not this hot white girl. It's actually, like, you know, an Asian married mom. Paul still likes her. Almost loves her, you know, right off the bat. And she's like, oh, yeah, this is exactly what I needed. That's why she kept giving in to all the temptations of when Paul went to Vegas for her, you know, let her into the hotel room, almost let him kiss. And then one thing leads to the next. Boom. Now she's physically cheating on George. Dang, it's kind of crazy. Like, after that, like, brief uh, rundown, it, it kind of reminds me of, like, Amy likes those hurdles set there. Because then it's like, oh, she's never had someone love her enough to overcome those obstacles mm. where like you said, George loves her unconditionally, but Amy didn't get to see him fight for her love. Mm-hmm. Whereas Paul is fighting for her love. So she's like, Oh, this is what I want. I want someone to fight for my love or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the ending of it also just kind of like shows how strong George is. And again, you know, he's not the typical, like masculine man that normally gets put out there right he's a different kind of man in a, be- a very beautiful way he's <laughs> he's, he's an artist <laughs> he's an art well and, and he's growing up with money the know, shitty part is that when um when george found out that amy was cheating and they separated and then the mom shows up and then the amy is like why are you helping me because then george is going to get half of everything and you're still going to be rich or whatever and then she's like George isn't a good artist. So like he needs you or something like that, you know, mm-hmm. something along those lines, which is kind of like a shitty truth. Yeah. yeah it's, it's just a lot of shitty truths in this whole series, yeah. <laughs> which makes it so much more relatable. You know, like Danny, all right. He's a shit person, bro. Like <laughs> Danny and the things that he's done to Paul. My goodness. Bully him, throw away his college application. So he doesn't, you know, move away from him. So Danny also doesn't want to be alone. So he does all these things to like push Paul down to his level. And it's, it makes you so angry. Well, his worth is um, being needed. So like if he cripples Paul, then Paul will automatically need Danny. So that's kind of like where his self-worth is at. And then he like projects all of his insecurities onto Paul as if Paul actually needs him. But Paul is actually like super capable. Dude. Yeah, he's super capable. Yeah, the amount of confidence Paul has in himself too is super admirable. Like when he's like, "Yeah, like you're a millionaire. If you could do it, I could do it." Yeah, you know? and then like he goes on to try to do it, and he, you know, when Danny builds the business finally from money that he took and stole from Isaac, <laughs> like Paul knew was like, "Dude, the numbers don't add up." And I was checking out like he's a smart dude. Yeah. So the fact that he knew that and stuff is just really interesting. Which sucks because then he was so he was too trusting of Danny, his brother, which is like understandable. But yeah. it sucks because then he trusted him enough and then he like kind of let that the accountability slide, you know? Mm-hmm. Which kind of screwed them all in the end, but damn. <laughs> 
Oh, I have a question for you, actually. So you know the part where Danny's moving away from the house, the new house that he built for his parents. And then we see something in the trees shake. Who do you think that was? Do you remember that? No. There's like someone in the bushes, it felt like. Oh, it was probably um, that one dude that was jealous of him. Oh, you're right. Okay. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, because he said that, oh, yeah, I always go over there. And he, he had like the most pettiest pranks to... <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> because of his jealousy. <laughs> yeah, dude, I put some magazines under your name. That's yeah. all I did. I subscribed to these. It's just like, why? <laughs> and he was watching the bushes. Okay, that yeah, makes yeah. sense. Because like I was thinking about it. I was like, okay, if he didn't do it, and it was Danny's fault that the house burned down because of faulty wiring. Again, another self-sabotage. Danny wants to do everything himself. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wait a second. Then who was it in the bush? <laughs> I think you're right. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> definitely him. That's hilarious. That dude. And we see that people actually do like Danny. You know? Yeah. Like when he's a good guy, like what he does for the church and stuff. He has a magnetism to him. You know, he draws people in. And then we still see that his uh, ex-girlfriend Veronica still has a thing for him. Like he could be a really good dude, but he continues to self-sabotage because he thinks he deserves more. But at the same time, like he only achieves it by pushing people down. So, you know, those moments with Paul and Isaac too, like Isaac did his best after he got out of jail to go straight, give Danny all these um, opportunities. Yeah. Yeah. You know, opportunities like, yo, put the business under my name. I'll put the car under my name. It's all good. And you know, I'll give you money. Danny still screws him over. Yeah. That was probably like the biggest thing to me. I was just like, dude, Isaac was trying so hard. <laughs> yeah. Cause he did screw a lot of people over in order to get ahead. Absolutely. Cause then when he was like that church thing, mm-hmm. the basketball I, game. Yeah. I forgot that other dude's name. Uh, the uh, husband of Veronica, yeah, but yeah. yeah, he pretty much like screwed him over so that he can like pretty much take over everything, mm-hmm. take his spot and stuff. And uh, I do want to touch on the fact that David Cho, you know, is a controversial person. I didn't know that in the last episode. <laughs> I sent you the article and I was just yeah. like, dude, what the? He's also he's almost like a, another shock comedian, similar to oh really Bobby Lee in what oh. he said last time. So. Just saying, I don't agree with his jokes, you know, even if they were of the times, but yeah, uh, Isaac, it's... though, was pretty funny. Yeah, Isaac Just taking was, the character. Yeah, the character itself, Isaac was really cool, like, really funny. I like a lot of the delivery of his lines. Yeah. He's like, well, what's that one line? He's like, you want to go fucking cosplay? <laughs> that delivery of that line is just so funny. Or the part where he's sleeping in the chair and he wakes up, he's like, oh, dude. I had a dream I was inside my mom. <laughs> like, oh, man. Those bits of comedy is what's gold about this uh, show. It's just so small and subtle, and that's all you need. You know? Yeah, like he asked uh, Paul to come hug him. He's <laughs> like, come hug me. Don't give me that side side hug shit. Front, front to front, tip to tip. Tip to tip, <laughs> yeah. And, you know, there's other, like, little bits of every other character that's super funny. Like, Paul's delivery, too, like, of his lines is, uh, I, I wish I could remember what he says, but I love that he's, like, just so straightforward and whatever, um, that he's pretty funny, too. But Danny, 
uh steven yoon every so often would like it's do things steven yun steven yun that's right the video close um <laughs> like when dan sorry when paul and amy were sitting in the car after she took him back from her store and we just see danny dance around with the the trash bag because he's happy oh, <laughs> and yeah. he fucking throws it and misses <laughs> <laughs> like i think that's like a little thing that makes it makes the character that more more like that more lovable a little bit even or though real. Danny's a piece yeah. Of, yeah, real. You know, it just shows that even though it's a simple task, Danny still can't do it. Yeah. Properly. <laughs> yeah. He like, oh yeah, yeah. So that's how he short, um, he self-sabotages by taking shortcuts rather than Always. just doing it the right way that first time. Yeah. Or not even having like the right knowledge and just pretending that he knows and stuff, you know, like that psychic thinking. Psychic <laughs> thinking. You know? He's like, I could take down this tree and almost dies. <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Overly ambitious, but then lacks the knowledge to back it up. Yeah. All right. And that's why it's tough. Because again, Danny is such, he makes such shitty decisions back and forth. And when Junie ends up in his car, like he didn't just stop right there and just say it's a misunderstanding. He just kept going. There was cops. There was cops. So he couldn't take her back. But But still, yeah, I wonder. Just take the blame. Would you just like drop her off? Yeah, because now you're putting not just another person at stake, it's a kid. Yeah. You know, and so, yeah, I would probably would have just like, I don't know, maybe drop her off on the other side of the block or something. <laughs> or just drop her off right there because then like the house is like a block away like she can walk there. Uh-uh. And there's tons of cops there looking for her. Mm-hmm. So like, she's pretty safe. And they're <laughs> in a rich neighborhood. Yeah. So even safer. What's going to happen, right? So all of that, again... Ah, well, they think indulging in rage and making up stories to, to oh, do it. That, yeah. So like when the house burned down and even though it was Danny's fault and then Paul thought it was his fault because he yeah. he thought that confronting George and telling him that I slept with his, with his wife, that Amy would go over there and burn it down. But then she didn't. It was actually a faulty wiring done by Danny mm-hmm. and it's his fault and he couldn't admit it. Mm-hmm. So then he's like that bitch yeah burned down our house or well he didn't say it like that but pretty much the same thing like he blamed it on amy yeah just so that they can take it out on her right or to have a scapegoat that was a scapegoat scapegoat. he didn't want to take the blame same thing with amy on the other end where george was confessing all the stuff that he was feeling you know his emotional cheating stuff like that um amy also had the opportunity to express how she was feeling then you know air it out get everything on the table you know and see if they could work it out then and there but i think the fact that she let it on like it was his fault you know i think she was like what did she say she was like uh i am mad i'm super frustrated but i understand and i forgive you i was oh, yeah. like oh yeah, excuse yeah. me it's it's like similar vein to danny just different execution i guess absolutely not admitting the truth but just like kind of not admitting it yeah Yeah. letting them believe that is their fault right so it's like geez just manipulating the situation so they don't have to deal with themselves and i understand it's a very difficult thing to be honest with yourself Mm -hmm. you know like you don't want to you hate people hate being wrong it's also very difficult to call yourself out yeah (laughs) so like if you make a mistake it, communication is key 
had everything been communicated a little bit beforehand, even if they're angry and they just kind of talk things out a little bit in the beginning, none of this would have happened. <laughs> they also want to have an amazing good show. Amazing good show. But yeah, all of it is just being able to to share that. Again, let's say Paul leaving, Danny could have just been like, you know, I'm just afraid to be alone without you. Yeah, he could have. You know? Especially during the college. Yeah. Leaving off to college and feeling worthless. Yeah. He could have been honest and be like, oh, I wonder what Paul would have said at that time. Because I think Paul does like look up to his brother. Mm-hmm. He just feels shitty because of all the projection going on. And being bullied as a kid. Yeah. So that so, makes sense. So Paul's just going to try to protect himself as he normally would. And yeah, and it's just, I, that's the reason why I love this show so much. You know, it shows a lot of realism and what, there's a lot of complexity with each character. Good point. Yeah. That's the word complexity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So diving and, you know, the, the word of the day, indulging in your rage just tends to feed into this fire. You're just adding gasoline into the fire and it's just a path of self-destruction that unfortunately, well, not unfortunately, it can be avoided. (laughs) I mean, you hurt yourself and then everybody around you. So yeah. Anyways, my alternate ending. (laughs) Are you ready? So wait, uh, just before you get into it, you said you don't like the ending, right? I think it's okay. It's okay. It's not just the best. I just to put it out there real quick. I did like the ending. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I like that they were put into a drastic situation and then forced to talk about how they're feeling because that's all they had. Mm-hmm. So just my take on it real quick and then I'll let you share your alternate. All right, my alternate ending. Okay, cool. So I think episode nine, the heist should have lasted the final two episodes. That way we get more screen time with Isaac because Isaac literally just got out of jail and then the next scene, it's like, boom, he has to go back because he got caught already. And sure, it's like this heist thing, and but it's a lot of switching between perspectives, so we don't really get a lot of the Isaac interaction with Jordan and Naomi. And then Naomi was also like kind of underutilized, and then there's that quick brief moment of Jordan kind of putting her down, like treating her like low level. She's like, oh, did my brother put you up for this? Is this about uh, me taking Naomi? He can have her back. And then like that like her trail yeah. right there. So I would. That's why I would make the the episode nine last the final two episodes because the heist would last for those two episodes and it would be an interaction between Isaac and Michael taking control of the situation, turning into like this heist hostage situation, and then during that moment there would be somehow Naomi kind of coercing with the criminals in this uh, situation to kind of take Jordan out because now. Naomi won't be on Jordan's side anymore after that comment because then she's she got betrayed. <laughs> and then um, we can also have Amy thrown into that like secure, like kind of a secure room. Panic room, yeah. That, panic room. No, not the panic room. The other room that uh, Danny was in with Paul. Oh, when they're outside. Yeah, I when think they're it's outside. Technically like an outdoor atrium something like that yeah anyways they're outside i would still have paul escape and then have that uh alluding that he got shot by the cops thing there but now we have danny there and then we lead amy in there somehow so now they are stuck in that situation together so same situation as the berries on uh the final episode so they are forced 
to talk to each other during a high pressure situation because now they don't know if they're going to live or die because uh, during the uh, scuffle between Isaac, Michael, the cops, and Jordan, and then we'll still have Jordan die. But during that like high stakes moment, we're going to have this fear and panic, and then we'll have the interaction between Danny and Amy, and they'll still get that moment. Mm, interesting. Hmm. I would disagree. <laughs> well, it's not over. I okay, would still okay. have... <laughs> so Amy will lose everything in the divorce because she deserves that. And it would be justifiable because she cheated. And then George having uh, Junie and then half the belongings. And then Amy has to deal with it because she made a shit ton of mistakes. Danny also made a shit ton of mistakes, especially screwing over Paul, screwing over Isaac, screwing over Amy too. So he would have to go to jail and then he will not know if his brother's alive or dead or yeah, alive or dead. So then he has to live with um, this guilt and shame that he held his brother down his whole entire life and his brother never got to live to his potential because he might be dead. Mm -hmm. So now he has to rot in jail with that. Mm -hmm. And I then it'd be A24 fashion because it's a sad story. Interesting. Yeah. I I would I actually like how they ended it because it's rounded out a little bit. So Isaac's story about how he shared how one of the, I can't remember, like the crows are able to communicate with each other. So we have that scene where the crows are like, oh man, he fed me once. You know, he, uh, Danny fed me once and uh, what is it? Nurse me back to health or whatever. I hope he's okay. And he's like, oh yeah, but the woman's crazy <laughs> and stuff like that. <laughs> and then we finally get a take of like that A24 weirdness. Like we get to see how the crows think. Like that's that's weird. You know, like we didn't necessarily need it. If you take it out, it'd be fine too. But we get a little bit of weirdness. They go into like this high, again, they get stuck in the valley. No one knows that they're there, no cell service. Uh, we, I love that we still continue to see that they self-destruct with each other now. You know, they're hurting each other as well as themselves because Amy goes and breaks his arm. <laughs> and like, yeah. Like, why would you do that if he was carrying you, you know? And, uh, yeah, she rolled her ankle. Yeah. And then he's carrying her. And then it's like, there's no point in threatening him with a gun because that's also your source of, like, getting out. Yeah. And so it's just funny that now that they're, they're truly stuck they can't do much you know they're hungry uh, paul ate the last of the skittles you know and then has to go find food like the, that moment of progression just kind of like continues to i guess put fuel into the fire for a second let it blaze out and then there's a moment just like again uh when you're on the brink of death your perspective tends to change like we hear that story all the time like you're on the brink of death people tend to flip like a 180 on life so that's what we get you know for the most part because they almost died from eating those berries they almost died in general yeah and then <laughs> in general and like we have the well when they rolled off that cliff it's like it's already amazing that they're alive 100 percent. because that was they were going fast yeah and it was rolling and stuff like that and like the fact that they came out with just a few scratches is actually yeah no like if they nuts. were bleeding for sure they'd be dead <laughs> yeah if one thing got like nicked or whatever like in 
blood vessel thing. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever on the human body. <laughs> Whatever. I was going to say artery, but if it's an artery, you're for sure dead. Yeah. Like he, within that time frame, I, it seemed like it was like a day or two. Mm-hmm. A ripped artery, you're not going to last like 15 no, minutes. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why it's nice though. Yeah. I, well, I, I do like the comedic moments that that strandedness presented because they were like yelling at each other and like there's that moment where she was trying to like rest or something like that and then you just hear danny's fart in the background <laughs> <laughs> it's it's so funny like it it's well made film so i i actually do like when they're well, just to end out the the ending and why i like it they finally go and have enough energy after almost dying to make it back to civilization they go through the tunnel and then George somehow finds them. I thought that was weird. I was that, like, All right, I'll that was it. like the most out of pocket yeah. moment. That's why it was kind of like, yeah. huh? But, and he pulls the trigger right away too. And that's the thing is that George now finally has the incentive, if you will, to quote unquote man up and actually do something. He pulls the trigger to save Amy, you know, whatever. Now that he knows that something happened to him. And then we have the scene where, like, they finally have their comeuppance. Their comeuppance. <laughs> put it that way. Okay. Danny's hurt, right? It's as close to being in prison as possible is, is dying, being shot. <laughs> That's pretty close, you know? And then Amy has to live with the guilt that, you know, their row rage got him there. So they find... Maybe. What is it? Like, they find, like, this union in, union. like, their flaws... And now they have uh, a relationship with each other, like a true relationship that isn't inherently toxic because they both know they're bad people. Maybe if there's yeah. one more episode. Yeah. Like, do you think there's going to be a second season? I, I, I would hope, hope they don't. Not. Yeah. I was like, hell no. Yeah. If they do, it'd be totally something different. It, to me, it doesn't make sense to have another second season. Yes, it is good. But like, just because it's good, let's not milk it. Yeah, you know, like, Walking Dead was good, but was it fourteen <laughs> seasons good or whatever? You know, or Supernatural was kind of its own thing. Oh I, my god, I liked it through season four, <laughs> but was it like fourteen seasons good? Uh, the like, Simpsons. We talked about this before yeah. too. <laughs> like, just end the Simpsons. Just like the other crappy part is that we want our writers to write different stories too. So like, this was a good film that had asian americans in it but it wasn't like solely asian american only and it's just about their rage and indulging in it and then the actors happened to be asian american so like that was cool yeah and i'd rather have more stories that has this type of um casting in it rather than all right so if you want asian americans watch beef and then we have 14 seasons of beef or <laughs> mm -hmm. versus like just other different stories yeah, out there we can get like a scary horror horror movie story with asian casting or asian americans casting which but... we might right like the the new horror movie that a24 is coming out with is also an asian cast isn't it no oh the lead uh is black oh i see That's but fine. i only saw the like the poster for it oh, okay well yeah the Regardless, like I'd rather just see more projects that involve this type of casting mm -hmm. versus seeing beef again. Let this be like a one and done story and be like, yeah, it was good. It was enjoyable and entertaining, had complexities between each character and then the conflict. 
And then your case, comeuppance. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, the comeuppance, baby. Comeuppance. And like, we're, we're good. I don't need another season of Amy and Danny making more shitty decisions. Yeah. It's also, to me, a show, and I don't do this often. I know a show is good when I want to rewatch it. Like I do with Avatar, <laughs> The Last Airbender. Like, you know, I rewatched the whole thing like in the last week. Mm -hmm. It's still so good. Like, it's been worthy. It has the right amount of story and everything else going on. And there's it. life lessons in there. Life lessons, you know, like, and if you are, if you road rage, you better be ready to get lost in the valley. Get <laughs> <laughs> lost in the valley. But yeah, you know, like oh, this whole self destruction, like giving into your primal rage, is just only going to end badly for everyone. Yeah, it's just pouring fuel to a fire that you don't need to keep burning. Yeah, it's not worth it. Not worth it, man. Like. It if they just took all of that energy to invest in themselves to get better, you know, easier said than done. Too. Easier said than done. Because you know, like in Danny's case, he just kept getting pushed down. Even though a lot of it is his fault, he continues to get pushed down. Like, you know, can't catch a break in a lot of. Well, it's crazy because then it's like he ruins his opportunities. Yes. So, like, what if he capitalized when he went over to Amy's house in the first episode? What if instead of indulging in that rage, he actually like finished contracting for whatever problem that they had for Amy? Could have had a relationship, could have built a That would have been a business, yeah, a relationship. And then if he did a good job, then it's like, boom, he got money. <laughs> but I don't know. <laughs> That's a different universe. <laughs> <laughs> a different universe. That's probably what he's dreaming oh. about. He's like, oh, I wish I didn't miss the toilet. <laughs> you know what? His His, if he had a brand... Steven Yun. He his thing should be the universe. The universe? <laughs> no. That's gross. <laughs> I could see it on t-shirts. I could see it on <laughs> Steven, hire me, please. Um I don't think he wants that. <laughs> but again, great show, great cast. Great look into like rage. We're also gonna talk about how the things that they go through, you know, and like to me, they have a void, an emptiness that they want to fill. That's something that we're going to talk about in uh, another episode as well, because you know we're trying to extract some stuff from extract some stuff, the, the some shows, learning the, the lessons. Yeah. So <laughs> be on the lookout for that. But I think that's it for this episode. I think so. Yeah. Thanks for uh, joining us as we discuss and discuss. Uh, I've been Derek. I've been Kevin. All right. Well, uh, like, comment, subscribe, do all the things <laughs> as always. Spread the word <laughs> and follow us for more content coming at you. Bye. Bye.